1: Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
0: Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Last weekend, Ireland's women's boxing team completed a remarkable feat of winning seven medals, including three gold medals in the Women's European Championship. It's an incredible achievement. We know well of Kelly uh, Harrington, who won Olympic gold. And, of course, before any of this, Katie Taylor has brought such uh, pleasure to so many people and done so well for the country. But this was quite remarkable, three gold medals, at the European Championships, and four other medals. And it comes just a week after the Irish women's soccer team qualified for the Women's World Cup, which really is quite an achievement. Uh, they had to do it the hard way, and their final qualifying matches away to Scotland at Hampden Park, and we beat them 1-0 for, with a delightful goal. I'm joined now to discuss all of this and the significance of it I By Kieran Cunningham. Kieran is the chief sports writer with the Irish Daily Star, and someone who has written a lot not just about boxing, but about the background to boxing and indeed the damage to communities done by criminal drug cartels. Kieran, thank you very much for joining us on the stand. Last weekend was remarkable: three three gold medals, four other medals, and. Team of the tournament. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's important to get to, to 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 put it in context, Damon, because it wasn't just an historic weekend for Irish boxing; it was an historic weekend for Irish sport as a whole. Because I'm open to correction on this, but I don't think at a major championships, whether European or world, that an Irish team in any sport has ever topped a medal table before. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. And to put it like, to, to, to illustrate how competitive it is, there were thirty countries there. Uh, nine of them didn't win a medal at all. Another nine won just a solitary bronze, and that includes England. And England would be a boxing stronghold. Now, a lot of boxers do go professional after the Olympics, but you know that's a, uh, an issue all countries have to face, really. And England did have to build an effectively a new team. And the other significant factor that we should remember this is Russia, where where were, absence for the championships for obvious reasons. And they, yes. had, they had topped the medals table at the previous 12 championships. But it's still it's still a remarkable achievement. And it's uh, it's something that's... It's, it's not a huge surprise. Like the, the work has been done at grassroots level and at the high-performance level uh, over 20 years now. Uh, the most significant move ever made in Irish amateur boxing was getting Zor and Tia a Georgian coach, uh, getting him to put down roots here and to take, you know, he effectively runs the program. You know, you have different high-performance people there. People have been very important like Billy Walsh and Bernard Dunn, but Zoran is a genius of a coach. Any country right. in the world would love to have him. And he is, you know, he is the made the single greatest uh, reason why Irish boxers are so dominant. And also... There's a few other factors here, Aidan. The, K- the Katie Taylor factor is huge. Yes. Because, you know, you always need a role model. You all, you need somebody that young girls and young women looked up to and wanted to emulate. And after after she won gold at the 2012 Olympics, like all the word out of boxing clubs was they had to turn away young girls and young women, that there's so many that wanted to join up and take up boxing. And if you talk to uh, the women that are now winning medals they talk of having uh, Katie Taylor posters on the wall as a kid and queuing up for her, her, her autograph, et cetera. So she inspired a generation and she also inspired coaches yes. to open the rise to the possibility that girls and women have as well. So you have a situation like even uh, Eden Derry Boxing Club Monopoly. There's a great coach there called Lee Morley Burton. But all the best female boxers in the world, or a lot of them, amateur and professional, go there to spar because the quality of sparring is so high. That's in the little town in Offaly. So that's the kind of reputation Ireland has now. And it's down to the boxers, and it's also down to some outstanding coaches.
0: Yeah, let me talk about, we'll go back and talk about uh, the most important people here, the boxers. But there have been, as you said, there's a, a new coach we've brought in, but... Billy Walsh was the coach uh, to the Irish boxing teams, mostly men's teams. He went, he fell out with the Irish authorities, boxing authorities, which have seemed at times a bit like our old friend the FAI, Kieran Mm. And Billy had to walk and he went to America and there was immediately a dramatic improvement in the Americans' performance. That's how highly regarded he was. Uh, You were telling me before we started this broadcast, that he's also won the ultimate accolade for a coach.
2: Yeah, Billy was World Coach of the Year in uh, 2016. And, you know, the, the US setup, you know, even though you would expect because of the size of the country and the boxing tradition that it'd always be very strong, but it wasn't chaos when he took over. And he's, He's rebuilt it uh, dramatically, but he isn't the only uh, ha- high profile coach to have jumped ship.
0: Bernard Ball- Dunn. Yeah, yeah,
2: just to go through a few of them. Yeah, Eddie Bulger, uh, as a fellow Wexford man like Walsh, he was there right. alongside him. He's now the head coach in Germany. Gary Keegan was the first high performance director, and he jumped ship like he had a falling out with IABA. Which, which uh, as Billy Walsh did later. And now Bernard Dunn, who had his own dispute with IABA, he's gone to India as high performance director. And a lot of the success that happens here, Eamon, it's like you mentioned the FEI uh, comparison, and that's valid. Like, in many ways, the IABA has been just as dysfunctional as FEI over the years. Yes. And you know, there's been a huge amount of infighting, there's been a huge amount of resignations, there's a huge amount of jealousy of the high performance setup you know, from from the clubs and from some club coaches. Yes. that They they want, to, you know, or the Blazers as well, that they want the glory. They don't want, you know, the best taken into this elite setup and be, you know, pushed toward national glory. They want it the way it used to be, you know, when people were all about, as in the FEI, but who gets the trips, who gets to wear the Blazer yes. in the next yes. two championships. But, uh, and you have to remember as well, and remember what happened before 20, at the 2016 Olympics, right? Billy Walsh left a few months beforehand to go to America, which was yes. a huge blow. Right, Katie Taylor had a, a major falling out with Pete Taylor, her coach and her father, so he wasn't there in Rio, and her, her campaign went, uh, you know, went belly up. On the eve of the games in Rio, uh, Michael O'Reilly, one of the main medal hopes, was disclosed that he was ba- uh, failed a uh, drugs test. He was banned for doping for four years. Then at the games themselves. Every, uh, the most talented team Ireland ever had just imploded. You had the Michael Conlon situation, you know, where he called out the judges and called out the, the international government body for cheating. So you had all these negative headlines out of it. And then after that, even two of the boxers were reprimanded for betting, which you're not yes. allowed to do. Uh, you're not allowed to bet on your own sports as an Olympics. So the fallout from that was it was proved that there was corruption. You know yes. there was corruption at international level with judges and referees, and there was a as part of the fallout from that, at the 20, at the last Olympics, the uh, I, the IBA, the international government body, weren't allowed to run the boxing competition. The uh, IOC, the International Olympic Committee, ran it instead. And now we have a situation which is very sad when you see how strong the Ireland boxers are now. Where Paris 2024, the boxing competition will be held in Roland Garros, the venue yes. for the French Tennis Open, which will be uh, a huge event. Like, it's such a great location to have it in. And, you know, it will be a hot ticket. But it looks likely that will be the last time that boxing will be at the Olympics. Because... Uh, the, the, the you were, you were at the 1984 Olympics eh, in Los Angeles. I've talked yeah. to you about this before. It was a yeah. big event then. Now it's far bigger and far more unwieldy. There's too many sports, and there's a lot of new sports knocking on the door all the time trying to get in. So there's pressure now, you'll see. They, like, they brought in the likes of skateboarding and BMX uh, Uh, racing. Uh, There's talk of bringing in e-sports, which is video gaming, you know, and and beach volleyball before. They bring in a lot of sports they think will appeal to younger audiences, basically. And a lot of the older sports are under pressure. And one of the sports under most pressure over the last 10 years was boxing because it's been the source of so many headaches because it's been so corrupt. And this came to head now with a particular issue with the IBA president, Umar Kremlev. And he's a Russian with links
0: to Vladimir Putin. Yeah, it, Conlon's, when Conlon didn't win his gold medal, I think he signaled it was the Russians and the corrupt judges. He he used the word corrupt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he but walked in, away from boxing. Uh,
2: yeah, well, he, uh, yeah, he, went, he, he went professional. But, you know, yeah. there's another story in Michael Conlon because he signed up with MTK Global. And well, there's a lot of, you know, there's,
0: yeah, I want to come to you about yeah, that because yeah. it's something you've written about a lot and it's very important to actually put the achievements of people like Kelly Harrington, for example, in, in some kind of context uh, as you have done.
2: It is, yeah. But but, but just to go back, just to, to explain that, you know, when you say the Russians and Michael Connor had out the Russians in um, 2016. Now, Kremlin wasn't the head guy in IDA then. Now, he is now. But uh, there was a uh, a special meeting in September, a special uh, a vote call by the IBA with a, ve- a leadership challenge. And the IOC were very keen to get rid of Kremlin. But the delegates voted against a leadership challenge to overwhelmingly by 106 votes to 36. And that was seen really as the last chance to rescue Olympics as a uh, boxing, yes. as an Olympic sport. That as things stand, unless there's something remarkable happens... It will be gone after Paris, which is a real shame for these boxers here and the, the talent that's there.
0: Yeah, let me ask you about Kelly Harrington, who won that Olympic medal and turned out to be not just a great champion, but also a delightful person. She decided not to turn professional, uh, unlike Katie Taylor, who is the only, well, the leading Irish woman professional and effectively the best uh, At her weights in the world. Kelly Harrington decided not to Mm. and stayed amateur. That is very significant and very important, it seems, because of these seven medals we won at the weekend. uh, Her own achievement in winning an Olympic medal must have been an inspiration to so many young girls.
2: Uh, indeed, and she was world champion before that, you know, so yes. she's, she's been European, World and Olympics, so she's emulated what Katie Taylor did, like Katie had a few more titles. but uh, you know, Why she's did she not
0: turn professional, Karen.
2: Well, th- there's a lot of factors in that. I think uh, a part of it uh, was probably just the lifestyle that she's, uh, you know, yes. you, would, you would probably have to move abroad. Uh, you know, yeah. she's just got married here to her, her partner fairly recently, they bought a house. Uh, she she has a cleaning a part time cleaning job in a hospital yes. in Psychiatric, yes. yeah, and she loves that now, and she loves it. She's very much part of that. And also, there's a factor of money in professional boxing. Like Katie Taylor makes a lot of money. A lot of the women in professional boxing don't, and yes. a lot of the men don't either. But somebody like Kelly Harrington, you know, she's actually making a decent living out of amateur boxing. And she's on a grant from Sport Ireland. She's on the maximum grant, which is forty thousand a year. That's tax-free, so it's, it's worth a, a bit more. But on top of that, there's medal bonuses. On top of that, she gets endorsements. And on top of that now, there's been a significant change. Like the, the winners, uh, at the uh, the gold medal winners of the Women's World Championship this year all got a bonus of $100,000 each. Right. So you can actually, a lot of the supposedly amateur boxers now can make more money than the professionals. So that's, I would say that's part of it. And also, uh, you know, being a two time, I think because there was a three year gap to the Olympics rather than a four year. I think that that's an appeal as well that you have the chance to win back to back Olympic titles, which no uh, Irish boxer's ever done before. The only Irish person to ever do before was Dr. Pad Callaghan a long time ago, nearly, you know, 90 years ago.
1: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, UFE X10 Pro Omni, with powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads. It keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's EUFY.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class all in one robot vacuum for only $799.
0: Now, I wanted to go on and talk about the women's soccer team and their uh, qualifying for. The World Cup, which is incredible, and I, I watched a few of the games, and I really thought the game in the winning goal in Glasgow was one of the most delightful things I'd seen since Ray Houghton put the ball in the English net yeah. in 1988. But we get to that uh, for uh, for in a moment. One of the things you've written, and it's very serious, you've written extensively about, is that Kelly Harrington, for example, comes from the north in a city. And the dangers and destruction caused by the Kennan cartel and other drug dealers in those very areas and how powerful sport can be in a positive sense, but also how powerful in a negative sense the activities of these people are in their own communities.
2: Yeah, um, Michael Dara McCauley, the former Dublin footballer, you know, former footballer of the year, he won so many All-Ireland medals, but he works uh, as a community worker in the north inner city. And I was talking to Michael about this, and he uses, you know, uh, Kelly Harrington helps him out a lot in various projects, and he talked about the importance to me of role models. Yes. You You know, his father was a doctor, his father was effectively his role model. Yes. You know, he had so many role models growing up at school. In, in various GA rugby clubs etc and he says in, in the inner city you know people people see the guy with the Lexus yes I know, and the, sharps, you know the sharp clothes and the designer gear etc and he has it from drug dealing but they're seeing, you know that's my way out you know and I think it's easy to be dismissive and, and uh, sneery about this but to a lot of people in those communities they don't see any other way of making any kind of a living you know, so it's important. Boxing and soccer, like soccer, like uh, Kelly's from Portland Grove, which is the same street as West Whelan yeah. is from. You know, so a lot of those streets around there have produced Ireland internationals and they produce boxers. You know, they are two, two traditional working class sports. Troy
0: Parrott, who's playing for the full national team now, also comes from that area.
2: Yeah, he does. Yeah, and there's so many. They are two sports that do so much. Uh, uh, valuable work that the coaches are effectively unpaid social workers. Yes. Like they should really be paid by the state because they do absolutely it's not just about sport, but they're doing great they're keeping so many kids on the straight and narrow and giving them a focus and giving them uh, showing them that something is there's another way to get the Lexus possibly yes. than go down to go down the dark road. And uh, they know they have good uh you no, know, Kelly Harrington has been brilliant spokesperson for this, but there's a, a strange irony in all this. Like, w- w- at the end of this year, um, RTE will pick the sports Person of the yep. Year. And, you know, I've actually been a judge on this for the last couple of years. So, I have an idea how it works. I know, kind of, I'm, a bit, I'm fairly sh- sure what names will come up. And Kelly Harrington would have a good chance of winning this. Yes. You know, and, I, and there's a couple others that would as well. But Kelly Harrington uh, the European Championships weren't shown on RTE. Like the, basically, Olympic uh, amateur boxing doesn't exist on RT, outside of the Olympics. Yes. Like, Kelly Harrington has such a high profile that Roddy Doyle, a Booker Prize winner, goes float their good. Yes. And the only time he's ever done that before is with Roy Keane. So that's the kind of appeal she has. I would be fairly confident that Kelly Harrington would be in the late, late show this Friday. So you have this irony that RT would push her out there and put her in the main show yeah. and say, this woman is great. But we don't show our fights. No, absolutely. This is a a, strange uh, shadow world that boxed in Yeah, and
0: seven medals and the team of the tournament at the Women's European Championship uh, is an extraordinary achievement. It's it's a sensational achievement, isn't it? When you consider (laughs) the odds that these girls are up against. For example, Caitlin Friars, uh, she didn't win a, a gold medal. But she won a silver medal. She's 22, uh, and she's light flyweight. Uh, She got to the final, got beaten by an established uh, champion. But somebody like that needs the help now.
2: Yeah, and she isn't in funding like a lot of the, you know, a fair few of the other women are. So she would qualify for Sport Ireland funding next year. But it's quite interesting. like funding matters, money in sport, but, you know, particularly the Olympic sports matters. Like, it it enables you to train uh, on more of a full-time basis and, you know, it just takes away a lot of the stresses, uh, uh, the financial stresses that you would have otherwise. But Ireland has been, you know, like Britain and like a lot of countries, Ireland has targeted medals in sports with the things that can progress. And a lot of uh, focus has gone on women's boxing. Like, there's a, the, the top tier grant from Sport Ireland is forty thousand a year. No track and field athlete is on that grant, for example. Right. The max they're on is twenty five thousand, but four boxers are on it, and three of those are female. Yes. S- seven boxers are funded in total, and five of those are female. So Ireland has put focus on women. Uh, uh, female boxing, and across the board in women's sport, it's, you know, it has to be said. Like, it's, it's very striking that so many high-profile figures in women's sport now, and uh, that's sport, Irish sport now, are women. Like, we mentioned the women's soccer team, you mentioned the boxers, but you have Rachel Blackmore, you yep. have Kieran McGee, and, you know, you have so many
0: others now, that this is... Uh, and then there's Leona Maguire, Kieran, who starred in the Solheim Cup, when I think uh, Europe beat uh, the United States, and she really yeah. Did. Now I'm at the same time that you know this is a wonderful story, and there's an explosion in in, in women's sports, and it, it's typified as well by the performance of the women's soccer team in qualifying for the World Cup. And as a headline in the paper from the weekend, I've got in front of me Monday's Irish Times: World Cup preparations put strain on FAI resources. Now these. Girls mm. went to Hamden Park. They played Scotland. They beat them one nil. It was a brilliant goal. The winning goal was was brilliant. And yet, it's only what a year, eighteen months since they had to uh, almost go on strike because yeah. they were, in the, the Delaney era they were changing in toilets. They had to hand back their jerseys and kit after games. It was they were treated appallingly. They were,
2: but. Uh you know, so much is coming out of the Delaney era, and it's going to be interesting now because a lot of emails that he was trying to stop being made, uh, public. You know, there's now been clearances for the courts for for those to be looked yes. into. So, I think more stuff is going to emerge about what actually happened over those the period when he was in charge of the FAI. Um, it, it's it's interesting watching this, Amy, because you have this debate, or, or I don't have this debate anymore, but you had so much noise around the men's team in terms of the style of play. And tried to play a more positive and attacking style. Yeah. And we're a Ireland team, even though you know, people are behind it and are loving it. They're very much a traditional yeah. kind they of sure uh, are trapitone Martin. Yeah, it's, right. it's, you know, even the even the interviews afterwards, they said we love defending yeah. You know, we just defend for life, and they get a brilliant uh, counter attacking goal. Yeah. And like so, it's, it's very similar to Ireland's winning over Germany yes. under Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Like uh, uh, even the, the the type of goal it was, so. Uh, but the, the Vera Paul herself is one of the most impressive people yes. uh, to come into Irish sport. You now she's a Dutch woman. She's come out and spoken publicly about uh, sexual abuse she's suffered. Yes. She has to, had to put up with a hell of a lot of her life. Uh, the way she dealt with that controversy over the uh, the singing of the wolf Tones song, and she just you know she was matter of fact and reasonable. Yes. You know, whereas a lot of people weren't over no, that. They weren't. You know, so. <laughs> No, so no, I don't really want to get
0: into that again. No, that I yeah, I was never particularly fond of the IRA. To put it mildly, but when I heard about it, I laughed because young people um, see it now as a bit of, uh, as a way of mischief, having a bit of mischief, a bit of crack, and the idea of them in the dressing room after us, And we saw the, f- the the television film of it. I thought it was funny, but as you said. A lot of people got on their high horses. Uh,
2: Yeah, but but she made the most valid point. She said it it did hurt people. You know, there were people who were hurt by it, and we have to acknowledge that. So I think that's the most. Like, clearly, I don't think there was any malice intended. I think people largely accept that, you know, unless you're very blinkered. But, you know, there are people who will hear that and have had their own had to deal with awful things in their life because of the IRA, and it will hurt them. So it's important that she did acknowledge that. But they're going to the World Cup next year. RT are showing, you know, we talked about RT not showing the boxing, but they're showing every single game in this World yes. Cup, you know, not just the Ireland games. So it will be a huge event. And even even around the European Championships when Ireland weren't involved. They've still got decent numbers. I, I watched a lot of the games myself and enjoyed a lot of them. But Ireland did a tough draw. Australia, the first game. Nigeria, and yeah, Canada. Um, yeah, so Australia now are the co-hosts. So taking on the, the you know host is always going to be difficult because they're going to have you know 90% of the sport there. It's the opening game, so it will pr- probably be a sellout. So uh, that will be tricky. Then Canada are the reigning Olympic champions, and Nigeria are the most successful African team of all time.
0: Yeah.
2: But they're up against it. But this Ireland team have always been up against it. You know, they've they've got the results against so many teams that were seated above them. And they have some quality players, and they have a great spirit and togetherness to them. And I think even the controversy recently, that will draw them even tighter together. You know, I think it will be us against the world, and they'll they'll savor that going there. I don't think anybody will want to play Ireland. No. They'll make it uncomfortable for them.
0: Yeah, and you have to say, Kieran, that the past two weeks, with that qualification for the world cup the women's world cup and the s- superb performance of our women boxers uh, in Montenegro it is a source of great joy i'm sure to everybody who loves sport but we really do and they really do need now support uh, and firm support because they will inspire many many more young girls to want to play those sports particularly and those are sports soccer and boxing, that are popular in the less well-off parts of our society. And that's where the money needs needs to go. And we do have, effectively, in government, a woman's minister for sport. Uh, so we should see an increase in funding.
2: Well, I, I would hope so. Uh, the other thing is you would hope you see an increase in sponsorship. Now, uh, for, the, for the, yep. the soccer team... I think that's fairly likely. Like brands will be keen to get involved with them when they're going to a World Cup, and it is telling. Now well, the Ireland's men's team don't have a sponsor, but Sky sponsor the woman. so the women's team. The women's team has been seen as more
0: attractive to sponsors in the last couple of years. It's been, Karen, a, a fantastic couple of weeks for the footballers and the boxers, two sports that are really played by ordinary people, working class people, and. We do need funding now, but it it is something that will attract and inspire young girls to want to play these sports. And they do need facilities. And it is something really the government should look at because the facilities needed where there isn't a lot of of money uh, necessarily in those communities. So we need to get behind them and take advantage of this. Wouldn't you agree?
2: I would, yeah, because, uh, uh, you know, the the league here, you know, the uh, WSL, you know, that needs the serious funding. You know, like a lot of the better players are playing in England or Amber Barris playing in Germany. Uh, You know, some players have played in America so and in Scotland. uh, But, you know, you do need a a decent league here. And, uh, you know, that's a league that's seriously short of resources. And that's somewhere that money could be put in because the young players coming up, now that will be the stepping stone for them. Like more than likely, they will have to go through the domestic league here before they move on, if they are going to move
0: on. So you need to fund the league here. So we could say, great times for women's sport, but it has to be supported.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know that's often been the way with Irish sport. You know there has been certain uh, sports that have hit a boom time, and you know it hasn't been backed up. Been backed up the way it should have been, and things have been let slip. So we have an opportunity now there. And
0: we should build on. Okay, Kieran. Kieran Cunningham is the chief sports writer with the Irish Daily Star. He's campaigned long and hard about the, uh, in particular, on behalf of boxing and boxers and against those who would destroy those communities. We're grateful to Kieran, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon.